So based on our conversation yesterday about Reddit and everything that's happening with their API, I think it's very important to bring up Discord. Discord is the second home for the NFT community outside of Twitter. And it's very interesting that that is a platform that we have gravitated towards for obvious reasons. However, there is some major points of conflict within the values of Web3 and what happens over on Discord and their management and how it is all structured. So I think it's very important to dive into that today and discuss some alternatives going forward. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know that I have a love-hate relationship with Discord. Yes, I fully understand that most projects decide to have their hub, their home in Discord because you can gate channels and gate information, meaning that you can lock off certain things with the NFT access. You can verify that you are a holder. You can have access to community events, live videos. You can even record podcasts and everything directly in Discord. So a lot of software that we use for multiple things such as remote podcast recording using StreamYard or Squadcast. You can have Zoom meetings. You can have Teams meetings, Google meetups, all of this stuff can be done all in Discord. So there's a lot of different things that you could use for it. And it primarily became popular with gamers because people that were streaming and having access to various communities and doing different things, gaming was like their main bread and butter. And all of their wording on their website was always geared towards that. But with the rise of Web3 and other applications, it started to see a lot more people come in and it branched out. However, the thing that's very interesting to know with Discord, the way it is all set up is just very interesting and completely goes in the face of everything that we stand for in Web3. So first and foremost, we like to talk about digital ownership, digital sovereignty, and having our own access to certain things and owning our data, owning our things. And while Discord has really none of that. So there's really no difference between Facebook, Twitter, or any of the other platforms, Instagram and so forth, than Discord. It is a social network. They have all their data. They have all of your information and everything is stored in there. However, the interesting thing with that is if you notice when you're on Discord, you don't really see ads. The only thing there is they're promoting various things and upgrade to a paid service and so forth, but they are really not profitable. They're not making that much money. And the way they're actually growing, believe it or not, is by selling off parts of the company, having investors, taking in different rounds of funding and so forth. Because unlike Instagram, Twitter, which is also struggling, and um, these other platforms that have the ads to basically uh, fund everything, keep the lights on, be the bread and butter, Discord does not have that. So how many people actually pay for Discord? I'll look around and uh, raise our hands. Of course, this is a podcast. I can't see how many hands are up. But definitely, I would say that the majority of people that are on Discord, just like the majority of people that are on any of these social media platforms, do not have any kind of paid upgrade services. Because of that, though, it is very detrimental to Discord's business model because they don't have an advertising engine. So when they're selling off different parts, they're selling it to companies such as Tencent. If you're not familiar with Tencent, Tencent is the company that owns uh, TikTok. 
And right now, especially if you're in the United States, you know all the different things with the security issues and all that that's going forth there. They're being banned in certain states and certain locations, certain campuses. And if you work for certain government agencies, you cannot have TikTok installed on your device or in your state or whatever it might be, simply because there are a lot of concerns between all the information being directly passed back to the CCP or whatever it is, the uh, government of China, and uh, the way they can manipulate and uh, modify that data. And of course, we know with the algorithms and uh, all sorts of things being sorted up, they could do some very manipulative things. And that is a area of concern. Now, with Discord, there is no real algorithm in the sense that there are recommended videos or recommended feeds or anything. However, there is a lot of data that is being transferred up. And if you read their terms of service, this is something that I sort of just brushed in before. Most people don't even read that. I just always assume that these parties are selling my information, whatever, anyways. But it is directly stated in there that they can uh, give it to their third party investors, if you will. So directly, they're not saying going out to every single company selling your email address and all that stuff. But they are allowed to transfer that information to their investors, such as Tencent. So now those same security overlaps that happens with TikTok or any other thing happens to happen with Discord. Now, I don't think it's just a coincidence that the thing is actually called Discord, because if you look up the definition of what Discord is, you'll see that it is a disagreement between two people or a lack of harmony between notes and sounding. So as far as with music. So this is not something that has come together, which is very ironic. We're all about community, community, community within Web3. And with these NFT projects, we always talk about, oh, it's such a strong community. And we found the people that we vibe with and so forth. Yet the hub that we go to, this platform, the, the name of it is direct contrast to that in itself. So that's pretty funny in itself. However, when it comes to all of this stuff now, because we are saying building on someone else's platform and all of that, it is just very interesting that Discord happens to be one of the ones that we choose to build on. Now, I understand the tools are already there. You have the bots and you have so many things that access where as a NFT project or a Web3 team doesn't necessarily have to invest into developing this engagement tool because Discord is already there. But in the back of our heads, we have to keep in mind that, you know, although we do have that benefit of ease of use, it is ready to go out of the box. We don't have to basically reinvent the wheel, we do have to really be honest with ourselves and say, you know what, we're making some sacrifices here. And is it for the betterment of the future? I don't know. But when it comes to with uh, these social media platforms, Web3 or decentralized, I should say, social media platforms really have not picked up yet. They're still all centrally owned and it's uh, just very interesting. There's multiple ones that are in the pipelines. They're in the works right now and they're trying to get off the ground, but they're really not doing so well. And I think it's because we have spent the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years or so um, just signing out our, our information, just giving everything out. So the concept of protecting our data, protecting our information, privacy and all of that, it's almost a foreign concept to us now because it is just so ingrained in our life, in our just way of operating that we go onto a website we just automatically click accept all cookies we just go onto an app and say all right whatever they're selling our information we're going to give them our e email address and so forth because we've been doing that automatically for so long but when it comes to what we're really saying that we value within web3 that is one of the obstacles one of the difficult things so when people have that whole uh, I guess you would say discussion of saying that we value uh, digital ownership and privacy and so forth. I also wonder, I'm like, well, do we really? Because for the vast majority of people, 
that really is not even in their top 15, top 50 concerns. They are more so interested in just using whatever they want to use, make it quick, simple, nice user interface and so forth, and not necessarily thinking about the privacy concerns, decentralization and all those other things. So I would love to know exactly where that ranks on people's uh, psyche. I, I don't think it's very high at all. So it's just something that we have to keep in mind that we say that we value certain things, but then platforms that we build on and how we're operating and using them, uh, it really uh, does go in, in direct contrast with that. Now, the whole thing that why this is all a bridge together is based on the idea of what happened over on Reddit. Reddit is just one of those places that same things, shared a lot of the same values and so forth. But what we see with their moderators right now and with the API drama that's still playing out, it's just going forward. Just would love to see how it's going to go because they were championed as basically being this great onboarder of Web3, getting people that were skeptics coming into the NFT ecosystem. But uh, it's like that saying, you can live long enough to move from becoming the hero to being the villain. And unfortunately, now they have become the villain. But at the same time, too, I just wanted to look around the landscape and look at all the other platforms. There's Twitter, there's Discord, and not so much Instagram, but eh, it is what it is. And even over on LinkedIn. I've said I've been exploring LinkedIn right now for its potential as to what could be done with working with various people that are starting companies or whatever. So if you're looking at a B2B business, meaning that you're serving other businesses and whatever that you're building, so not necessarily a consumer-facing solution, so, you know, not your NFT community of barbers or something of that nature. We're speaking specifically to the needs of, say, the HR department or the accounting department in businesses, and you're using blockchain technology to build something for them. Well, LinkedIn is a great place for that. But we have the same exact issues and problems. Who owns LinkedIn? Microsoft. Who has been notoriously the most ruthless, the most uh, self-serving uh, corporation throughout, I don't know, the last 30, 40 years or so, pretty much my entire life? It has been Microsoft. Now, over the years, they have really repaired their image. Bill Gates took a step back. And of course, bigger villains such as Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, and Google, in a sense, uh, they even dropped their uh, don't be evil motto that used to be their slogan. And now with uh, the rise of Elon Musk, there's a lot of other targets that has really overshadowed the negative of what's happening over on Microsoft. So they've quietly reassembled their team, if you will, the Avengers, um, you know, and they uh, are a massive company. And with open AI and all the stuff that they're heavily invested in, they are just shooting up the charts as far as how powerful they are again, how much profits they're raking in and so forth. But the point of all this is they're the ones that owns LinkedIn. So even that platform does have that big company uh, at its heart. So decentralized social networks and whatever the future is of that. It's just one of those things that we don't know how well that's going to even catch on because at the end of the day, we want things that just work well. And the idea of decentralization sounds great until you realize that the tech is very buggy. It is very expensive and inefficient to run. And that's where we make our trade-offs many of the times. But going forward as we're building, figuring out exactly what we're going to do with our various communities and our projects and things of that nature, these are just like things that we should keep in our forefront and consider because you just never know where this stuff is going to go. Building on somebody's land, you're subject to their rules, playing the game by how they say, whether it is Discord, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Reddit, doesn't matter where it is. It's the same across the board. So 
until we can figure out a great solution as to how we can have our own ownership, our own data and everything and still stay connected, well, we still are going to have to rely on these Web2 solutions, as we call them, bridging this whole gap. Because is anything really Web3 decentralized, fully owned? No, it's all the internet and we're just piggybacking off of the technology that is already there. So going forward, love to hear any thoughts that you have, whichever decentralized networks that are popping up that looks promising to you. I'd love to hear about that. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or using the contact information in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.